0: block Talk Radio. Welcome to the War Room. We got Ted Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B, Austin, the Hot Block Commander. How you wanna
1: end the one or two hour show get the brain running with the premise of talk on a national level. vote with the. Sort of like the rubber it. when it game time, they like the fad five doing prime times. sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit for sports medicine and sports veterans and great The four for twenty-six saw the war in Kuwait It's the
2: war room with five nights at the round table five silly guys depressified and educated What up what up, what up, everybody out there in War Room Nation? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. and I'm at the round table with my brother, B. Austin. Uh, we're in week nine of the sports and life shutdown due to the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. We seem to be inching a little bit closer to some actual games being played, or at least the conversations are beginning to be high, but as of now, still nah. But we always have some ish to talk, so keep it locked right here with your homies. Uh, we definitely won't be going the whole two hours again tonight. But if you want to get in on the conversation, sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room at BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash the War Room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech hotline at numbers three 323- two three. Four one zero 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 one two. Before we get started, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, that you remember to check out archive episodes of our show uh, on our own network at WarRoomSports.com. You can also do that on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you do your podcast listening. We're sure to be there. Uh, you can check out uh, your boys here. In the War Room, you can also check out everybody else on our network. That includes John Appetit with the Burtons, uh, After Further Review 2.0, the sideline pass with the mayor, um, the, the the hip-hop homies, Phil and Survive on Tissue and the Tape, a whole lot of uh, great programming. If you're bored during the day, especially now when you got more time on your hands to do some things, man, take a listen you might find, you know, your new favorite podcast or your new favorite podcast outside of the war room. Um, So, as usual, B. Austin is uh, running a little bit late, so I'm here flying this puppy by myself for a little while, but I definitely want to give out a a shout-out to my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint, and his family. Um, You know, they're going through... um, a, a tragedy right now You know, he had a, a, a very important death In his family this past week So, you know, of course He's not going to be on with us this evening But I just want to let him know And he already knows Because, you know, I, I talk to Jimmy every day Whether it's on air, online or not Because we go back to the first grade We go back like car seats And what, what, what's your man Tracy Morgan be saying? We go back like car seats and, and, and something we go back like that all the way back to the first grade. But um, definitely want him to know that his brothers are here, and we're thinking about them. Um, our condolences and our prayers go out to his family. Um, he knows what it is. B. Austin, what up, man? All right, I don't hear B. Austin. Does anybody hear me in the building? Here we go. Good old blog talk. Neil in the chat room, can you hear me? Can you hear me? All right, I haven't gotten an answer from Neil in the chat room yet, so I will keep going. Uh, The show must go on no matter what. Um,. Okay, she can hear me. All right, we're good. So that wasn't me. That was B. Austin and his technical difficulties. Uh, either way, um, <laughs> no problem, Neil. But thanks for your help. Thanks for bailing me out once again. Um, yeah, so the, the same old, same old has been going on in the world. You know, everything's shut down. There's a few states that's slowly trying to reopen. You know, you got – people protesting down at Capitol buildings in different states and what have you um, trying to get the states reopened so they can go back out in the world and, and, and do whatever they have to do. I don't know. I, I still think it's too soon for everything. Um, B. Austin, you there now? All right. I can't hear him. So I'm going to still keep moving on. Yeah. With the move yeah, yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Can you microphone check once? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you now. See, this is why it's important to be on time, brother. <laughs> microphone man. text before the show. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, man. Got yeah, yeah, yeah. Life, light, shows, light, man. life events, man. Life events, brother. Yeah. Life events. But uh, condolences to uh, our brother uh, Jimmy, man. The blueprint, man. Heart, heart goes out to him. And um, man, it, it, it's always hard to find the words at these times because there's nothing that you can say that uh, will really capture. Um you know, the feeling, or or, or, or provide true, um, you know, relief from 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 that feeling. But our, our hearts go out to him and and his family, and God bless and keep and
2: and know that we are with him. Yeah, so, no boy, doubt about yeah, that. No doubt about that, man. We're gonna jump into some of these hot topics, man. The hot topics are brought to you by my bookie War Room Family. Again, we come to you letting you know you can make tons of bread sports betting in MyBookie. So if you still haven't checked them out, you can get your account up and running right now. So when the games start back up, you can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. You can join us, the War Room, thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. If you're tired of getting excuses when it's time to collect on your bets, that's why we urge you to give them a try. You win, they pay fast, no hassle. Basically wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the domino game start so join now with my bookie you'll match 50 percent of your first deposit up to a thousand dollars just use the promo code war room to activate this offer one word visit mybookie.ag today play win and get paid and that's all there is to it so be you know it's a little bit of chatter in the sports world right now um some letters have been sent to teams from the n b a Some letters have been sent from the n f l um I think everybody's just trying to get a gauge and try to get a uh, trying to get a plan of when activities may resume from what I'm hearing just from sources, just from people that I'm asking who you know who who are closer to the situation than we are. Um, it seems as if the NBA might try to make its return sometime in early July. And this is, you know, pending any setbacks, you know, anything new with this uh, coronavirus or or just things going on um, in relation to that. I mean, we, we know if you've researched this thing, this, this virus has pretty much mutated dozens of times. So if they can get some kind of hold on it, you know, because a lot of the population has gotten impatient. So people are just back outside. People are fighting to get back outside, back to work, and all that kind of stuff. Um, But a lot of experts, quote-unquote experts, think that, you know, if that happens, then there's going to be a very deadly second wave of this, which might interrupt any plans that these leagues have of coming back for now as well. The NFL seems to be moving on as regularly scheduled. It might be a situation where there's no fans in the stands for these, uh, particular leagues, games, contests. Um, yes, but they're, they're trying to get TV a plan together list. in which to, to move on. How would that look to you? An NFL stadium, seventy, eighty thousand 80,000 seats, empty, <laughs> watching a football game go on. You can hear every would, signal, everything that's going on. No home field advantage for the noise. How would that look to you? It would look like an
3: NFL Europe game, where the Rhine uh, <laughs> Fire
2: and the, uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and the Hamburg
2: uh, Suds or whatever they were called. Yeah, that's what it would look like.
0: Look at NFL so that's, Europe. Mm.
2: That's funny, you know, because I'm not really a wrestling fan anymore. You know, it kind of passed me by early in my childhood, um, was a big fan back then. But, you know, for some reason, my son and I last night found ourselves switching the dial because there were actually two wrestling shows on one, at, at the same time. Uh, we were switching back and forth from uh, WWE, NXT, and AEW. And neither one of these – well, AEW seemed to have okay. a few people in the stands. I don't know if it was – the actual crowd or it was just other, you know, staffers and other wrestlers oh, just cool. standing around. Right. But in the WWE broadcast, like it was empty. This, this, the the seats were just like blacked out. You know how they try to make the effect that Madison Square Garden, um, when the Knicks mm-hmm. are playing, all the spotlight is mm-hmm. on the court, and then the lights are off on the, in the seats. Same type of effect, but there were no people in mm-hmm. the stands. And it's weird. Even if you're not still a wrestling fan, you know what wrestling is all about. It's weird to see wrestling without people in the stands because they kind of make the match. I mean, they're they're playing to the crowd with most of the things that they do, and there was no crowd to come to. Weird. <laughs>
3: you no, know, there's certain wrestlers of our childhood that would have had uh, severely hampered careers having to wrestle in uh, <laughs> under those circumstances.
4: <laughs>
3: just just wouldn't, probably wouldn't have worked, right?
2: Rick have worked Flair. At, at all? <laughs> Who are you gonna woo to? <laughs>
1: Ain't nobody to woo to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird. You could yeah. hear every single thing they were saying. You could hear the grunts for every kick, every punch, uh, every wahoo chop. It was. It was. Same, it was definitely same, same weird. Jumps. Neil in the chat room, she's a big wrestling fan. She said AEW and NXT, those are the better shows without fans. I'm like, yes. I mean, it it probably still takes a lot to put on a show, and it takes a lot from these actors. I mean, these wrestlers to have to do what they do as far as the interviews go, and you know, the the drama when you come into the ring to do all that, and there's nobody there, has to feel super weird, but, um, you know, one day we're going to get, the world is going to get back to some form of normalcy. And, um, whether or not people are going to be afraid at that point to, to come out and go to these games and, and events, uh, we'll see, but at some someday, someday, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe get back to normal. Yeah. Uh,
3: I, I, I think it's definitely going to be, uh, prolonged. Uh, I think it's going to go longer than, uh, Longer than people expect, and it's it's funny because I pulled up to a light um, the other day, and I was next to the Mall of Georgia, and I looked over to my left, and there's a Longhorn Steakhouse, and it was open, and there were people in there. I'm like, uh, they yeah. were sitting
2: in there eating, Sit, just pick up?
3: sitting, sitting wow. in Longhorn, and it's funny because that that's been that's been the thing. Not only is it pickup like as in you can't go in, but for for months now, it's been curbside. curbside. Like, you gotta order yeah. you come. they'll come out. We'll, no, don't come in. We'll bring it out to you. <laughs> we'll bring know. it to you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. We, we had a Ric Flair. Night, so, in honor of our good of our brother.
0: <laughs> yes, sir.
2: But, um, yeah it's, it's, it's crazy um i i heard some of the nba staffers and you know people at the arenas and stuff like that they're a little bit skeptical about um returning um in the midst of a pandemic yeah, cause of and Gold, and you, you can kind of understand some of these people's concerns because you know they're not the ones on the court making millions of dollars so this is a you know the risk reward for a lot of these people who worked these games isn't the same, you know, with like the Mike Conley's out there making thirty million a year and, you know, don't have that much game. But um <laughs> it's, it's 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 weird, man. But uh look in the NFL this week, man, there was there was a big loss there as well, man. Hall of Fame, Miami Dolphins coach and winning this NFL coach of all time, Don Schuler passes away uh, at age 90. Um most remembered in my opinion for the undefeated season that you know s- still stands to this day. I mean the Patriots pulled off that undefeated regular season, made it all the way to the Super Bowl and and didn't get it done. So we see the 72 Miami Dolphins, what's left of them at least, sitting around every year as the last undefeated team goes down. You know, they popping champagne and, and <laughs> getting it in. Um, celebrating their milestone that has still to this day hasn't been copied. Um, so rest in power to mm-hmm. Don Schuler, one of the greatest coaches the NFL has ever seen. Any thoughts on Don? mm mm-hmm.
3: he, he he was, man. He's underrated, man. He's uh I think he's underrated as a coach. Um when we when we talk now about the greats uh across sports, you hear uh Belichick, uh rightfully so rightfully so you hear even uh uh Popovich, his name you hear here uh has been a while he's been out at a game for a minute. You know, we 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 uh we don't. I don't think we salute Don enough. So rest in power. Um,
2: celebration oh, of, of your life. Know a LC lot of ninety, people, I consider the If your brand doesn't have super duper star status, you know, the farther away from the game you get, the more people seem to forget that you existed. And you know, God, the, God bless Don Brown. Who? Not
3: that he died, but I said, "God, Larry <laughs> Brown, not he... <laughs> right." Who's that? Right, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know who that guy is. That's what people are gonna be saying in a few years. But it, it's different. Like with a Phil Jackson, you know, first of all, he has so many titles, he has such superstar status, and then anything related to Michael Jordan. Uh, and the Bulls, uh, Kobe and Shaq, and the Lakers. You know, anything related to that kind of stuff will pretty much never die because they're always going to be compared to everybody. So those type those type of people don't get um, Mm -hmm. forgotten. You know, the Bulls were rock stars, as we can see um, from this ten part documentary that everybody's kind of enamored with right now. Yeah, so it's 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 that kind of thing. But rest in power to uh, the great Don Shula. Um, Alex Smith, man, he the last we saw recently, I would say. You know, there was photos going around the internet of his leg, and it looked super disgusting. But um, as he turned 36 Yo. years old, oh. his wife posted videos of him working out. And, you know, it's just him throwing to one person, but he was on the move, uh, doing some cone drills, doing some running, doing some moving around the pocket, scrambling and throwing. And he looked pretty good, um, even on that leg. I don't know what looking pretty good is, though, when you're doing that by yourself. Kind of the same thing, like when Kaepernick had his little workout a few months ago whatever, that was about, you know, a lot of people. Right, right especially if you've been a professional, whether you've been injured like like, uh, Alex Smith or whether you've just been out of the game for the reasons um, that Kaepernick was out of the game and and you're rusty, if you're a professional quarterback, in that setting, I would figure that, you know, it's pretty easy to shine. Um, If you can't shine in that situation, then you probably never deserve to be a professional quarterback in the first place. Um, I don't really see the resistance in that kind of situation. But for the gruesome injury he had, you know, I guess we have to give him a little bit of props for, you know, even being strong enough to to go back out there and and attempt it. I don't know if this means comeback or anything like that or if he's attempting one. I don't really see a lot of teams messing with him after that injury, especially at the age he is now. But did you see the video, B?
3: Uh you, no, I I didn't see the video. So I'd like to point back to the picture of his leg, and how you know, n- never mind what we're discussing, right? Looking at that leg, I don't know how they were able to save it. Like his yeah. leg looked like it was dead, attached to his body. <laughs> like that was absolutely disgusting. crazy when it to
2: It looked, looked crazy dead. after it, quote unquote, healed. Uh, You know, that type of injury. It got worse. Yeah, like his shin still seems to be, like, bulging out. In the video, he had that leg covered. Um, He had something over that. So I guess, you know, he wasn't trying to gross people out by how it looked. He just wanted you to focus on, you know, his movement and the fact that he can even walk. Because it wasn't just the break, which was a clean, you know, compound fracture. It was the fact that it got infected, and they thought they thought he might end up losing his leg at one point. So you go from that, um, you go from the break to the infection, to possibly not having a leg, to, you know, you might not walk again, and now he's out here doing this. Like I said, I don't know if it's in hopes of a comeback, but they're recording it for some reason. might just be for, you know, <laughs> the family files, like, I was able to do this after this. So shout out to him! Shout out to him! Um, uh, what else happened in the Absolutely. NFL this week, man? Your boy Frank Gore is signing a one-year contract with the Jets. I believe <laughs> this is his, what this is yeah. his third team in the AFC East. This is year fifteen or sixteen, and he said his motivation to get back on the field was uh, was Darren Sproles, actually, who now is talking that man, you know, he looks so good and he's still playing. He makes me want to get back out there. So why won't you – I think I think your man Gore is, like, going to quietly <laughs> try to break Walter Payton's record on all on accumulation. But in these – like, being no. where he is now, like, will he even get enough carries to even attempt to get the kind of yards that no. he might need?
3: No. No, no, no. And, 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 and it's – you know, first of all, let me just say salute to Frank Gore. Um, we use him to, to unfortunately, be the butt of our jokes because when compared to the upper echelon uh, running backs, like he, you know, you know he, he's had maybe three or four seasons upper echelon, but for the most part, he's just been very good. Not, you know, not great, not excellent, but a very, very good running back, and, and, and one of my, you know, I wouldn't say a favorite, but a guy that I always rooted for and enjoyed seeing play, uh, particularly at his size, Paul's being able to play in between the tackles and find slivers of daylight and space and not taking hit. He, he has an impressive skill set. All of that said, all of it said, I've watched Frank the last three years. he, he, he wasted a spot that a young boy could be getting some money.
1: Like he's mm-hmm. way, he's
3: wasting a the spot. They they could bring someone young. Like Frank, Frank is going to get you at maximum seven hundred yards, and I'm being generous there. He at maximum, he's going yeah, to get you. Yeah, because
2: because this situation, he's not coming in as a starter. You know what I'm saying? He's no, definitely he's not even coming in as a first backup.
3: He's not. But right, he's so not. I mean, th- this is yeah, what he's what looking at. I
2: don't know if this is his motivation or not, but this is what he's looking at. He's about right, with his son. He's about thirteen, fourteen hundred 1,400 behind Walter for number two, and he's about 3,000, almost 3,000 even, like 3,008 yards behind um, Emmett Smith for the number one spot. So I'm thinking at this point in his career, um, unless the the New York Jets' backfield gets ravaged with injuries, I'm thinking in a backup role, it still might take him – Three seasons, Four years. two and a half, Four three years. seasons just to catch Walter at fourteen hundred, yeah. and I'm not a you yeah. know a Frank Gore. Not yeah, you know, I don't knock Frank Gore. I think Frank Gore has always yeah. been tough. He's been steady and consistent, but at this point, you do yeah, kind of wonder think... what his motivation is. Like, all right, Frankie,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> and he, it might he be he a respect damaging. Thing. damaging
3: is he damaging his legacy? Like, I know you and I feel that Vince Carter is, like, sticking around just because I know y'all never asked that, but I know that you feel. <laughs> what is Vince doing? Like, it, it's the same with – I'm like, Frank, I'd rather see you – rather see you retire three years ago so I remember when someone could at least make an argument that you were a dominant running. You outstaged your welcome because he's not even Adrian Peterson. Like, Adrian Peterson, old as he may be, and, you know, arguably, should be or not, he can still, <laughs> he went 99 yards on, on our team. Of course, he
2: went 99 yards and wasn't nobody Shoot. catching him. From
0: he can Shoot. still
2: run.
3: Even,
2: even the last, even the last time they played us last season, he, he, were, it was only like maybe 10, 15 yards, but he reversed field after going all the way to the left, came Shoot. all the way back like, to the right. Like. I mean, we try like, yeah, defensively, he can make but at the same time, he if you can, can do that on any NFL defense. You still got he, something. He to
3: can. Think. Adrian can still go in the running back room and make a compelling argument why you got to start me and get me to rock. <laughs>
2: Frank Gore cannot. Frank Gore is at, the, a top
3: 10, fan. You look at the top a ten. You look at the
2: top ten bids. Two dudes, I think, maybe two and a half. I think Jerome Bettis even gets more respect. Than a Frank Gore and a Curtis Martin, but I was thinking of those two dudes. Two dudes in the top ten who a lot of people question, like, you know, how are they in the top ten? And you know, <laughs> Curtis dude. Martin didn't play as long as as Frank Gore, and he still amassed fourteen thousand yards. He he was just, I mean, he was just really good, and just never had that star power. And and I'm not saying it's not the same way for Frank Gore, but like you said, just the the these last couple of years is going to make people yeah. kind of forget because yeah. okay, he's sticking around. He'll be fine in the future because in the future, when we get to those people who didn't see him play and they see that he's in the top three, top five, whoever wherever he'll be, and and it might hold steady because you know we're kind of long gone of the days of the. One workhorse back. Like, you know, there's only yeah. a few teams in the league who are still doing that. Most people are rushing by committee now. So, you know, right. these people setting themselves in the top five, top ten might be there for a very, very long time. So once you get to the people 20 years from now who never saw Frank Gore play and they just see his name up there, I think his legacy will start to grow a little
0: bit. I, I
2: got another theory. I got another
3: theory that you didn't touch on. I think Frank wants to be the first dude in the league and his son's in the league at the same time. And that'll be might particularly... Be trying to brought it up. That's true. Yeah, that would his be son a is crazy. a
2: freshman in college this yeah. season, right? That would be amazing
3: at a, at the running back position for him to have lasted long enough that he's in the league at the same time
2: as his son.
0: But I mean, what he, would be more ain't.
2: amazing if people keep signing his ass? That would be more amazing. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the want to play and... and, and you know, you're thinking your body feels good enough. That that can be there for as long as he chooses it to be there. But people keep signing him.
0: Keep and and signing you know the NFL, Jets.
2: though. Signing with the Jets doesn't mean that he'll be with the Jets in September. On the roster. But, yeah, that, yeah. that's But still. Very true. But why, people why are still kicking signing? the tires on Frank Gore. And I know this I, I sounds like explain. a really negative conversation because I think both of us, you know, as as, as much as you can of, be without caring that we much, are pretty – cool Frank Gore fans, but... It's, it's, we, got, it's,
0: we, got, we got a lot of
3: respect for weird. Frank. I just, I explain Frank Gore in, in, from a business perspective. If I have a guy that, never mind the name, never mind if it's Frank Gore or not, if I have a guy who's 35, 36, that can do this, and I got a guy that's 25 that can do the same thing, I have to sign the 25-year-old for two reasons. Number one, I'm going to pay him less than half of what I'm going to pay the guy that's (laughs) that, that age based on veteran minimum. And the guy that, that is 37, no matter how fast he is on opening day by game 10, he's injured, even if he's not injured. Cause I know how I feel and I don't play football when I wake up after some serious physical activity. So recovery, even becomes a, a, a question. It's not that whether you can do it or can't do it, it's how fast you can recover and how right. long you can sustain. You can't sustain in the NFL at 37.
2: Not but I'm, I'm pretty sure if coaches are willing to sign Frank Gordon, and you're also willing to not make him practice on Wednesdays um, <laughs> as he gets his body ready for the next week, like he might not be around until Friday practice. Um, but that's something you got to put up with when you're dealing with an aging veteran. Um, if you trust him enough, then you know you got to trust that he can he can bounce back without having to be out there on the field as much at, as everybody at, at else. His
3: peak, at his peak, we got to say something positive about Frank as we leave off and end this. At his peak, Frank Martin. or or my
2: favorite, Mark. Ah, uh, that's different as well. Or, I'm gonna or cop Frank. out and say it's about a tie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, about to,
2: it's about a tie <laughs>
0: you
3: know, He did a jump <laughs> Tie
0: Did he <a> sing <laughs> I don't know
2: <laughs> Come on man I don't know <laughs> I have no clue man did What is Franks you don't His care. greatest season Yards wise Was year 2 He had a 1600 he was five away from seventeen hundred yards. The crazy part about it is, like you look at his rushing yards, and he, it, it it is basically accumulation because that's like the only monster season he's ever had. Like after that, like he had a couple of eleven hundreds, two twelve hundreds, a thousand, a couple nine hundreds, seven five hundred. So it's like, oh
0: man. his game
2: yeah. is going to be Damn, up here. You made me look the, at his. Yeah, his name gonna be up there because of where he lands. But oh, then when you break oh, it down season by season, you are gonna be like, "Damn, Frank, you wasn't really, you know, uh-huh. killing him like no, that."
3: I'm, 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 I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm looking it, at it, Curtis Martin numbers. I just insulted Curtis Martin. Yeah, he it's, 14, Kurt, uh, it's definitely. Definitely Curtis. Definitely. He had 1513. He ended his career. He left. His sec- at 31 years old, with his highest total of damn near 1,700 yards. Yo, Curtis Martin was a, was, was nice. He, he, knew him, <laughs> he knew when to fold him.
4: I
2: forgot. He knew when to fold him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he let him. He let hey, like he he's not. Somebody still not willing Frank. to pay you that vet minimum? Do your thing, Franklin. Do your thing. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines while we talk about this, because I know we got – a Bulls fan on the line, so every week while this was going on, we you know we let them get on and rock for a minute. Um, the Last Dance episode five and six um, aired this past Sunday. They kind of highlighted the rivalry with the Knicks, uh, the Dream Team, the finals against the Suns, where Mike averaged forty-one points a game, um, and they averaged Mike the endorser. <laughs> slash Mike the brand and also highlighted Mike's off-the-cuff comment that has become lower um, when he was asked to uh, endorse uh, a black Democrat running for office, and Mike said uh, Republicans buy sneakers, too. Um, <laughs> that quote seems to be haunting Mike for the rest of his natural life. Um, so let, let's get into a quick conversation about that. We'll take a couple calls. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias calling in from Arizona. Um, speaking of the bulls versus the Suns in the finals, he lives in Arizona. He's a bulls fan. Roll, roll Tobias. Roll Dan. Hey, fir-
1: First thing, first, don't be trying to lighten <laughs> around me. Hey, first thing, first, those is the gym and his family, man. Um, uh, no doubt. You know, yeah, it ain't never a good nope. time for that stuff, man. And uh, you know, I hope all his no. family, everybody doing good. And the only thing I say is, it's, I know everything's a sad time, but also enjoy those good times. With your mom with your mom, those funny stories. No doubt, uh,
2: he he oh, he, he definitely will. He definitely will. Yeah, you know, I've spoken and, um, to him a few times this week. You know, it's hard to be in a good place when something like this happens. But, oh yeah. You know, he, he's he's. He got to be strong for his family. So, yeah, um,
0: yeah. 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 And like yeah. Said,
2: it's never a good time for something yeah. like this to happen. But it's like now it's crazy because, you know, it's hard to even get together as a family to have memorial services for for your loved ones because of everything that's going on. So it's that makes it even more difficult for him and his family. But the blueprint yeah, is a strong right. cat. He'll 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 get it all together. Um, so, yeah, so episodes five and six, man, um, the documentary gets deeper and deeper. And 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 like I said before, what I enjoy about this documentary, because, you know, I see a lot of people out there um, who are, like, upset with everybody who's enjoying it because they're like, you know, y'all aren't learning anything new. But I kind of beg to differ because unless you were in, like, Tobias' shoes where you were – a diehard Bulls fan, or if you read newspapers and books, because remember, this wasn't the days of the 24-hour news cycle. This wasn't the days where uh, NBA League passed and we can turn on mm-hmm. and watch Mike and, and Scotty every single night. We couldn't do that. They came on TV every week because of who they were, but that that was, you know, on the weekends, maybe once or twice a week. So there's probably not a story, not a topic that if you lived through it and you were a big NBA fan back there, it's probably not a story that you haven't heard. But I think what it's been showing you is more detail. Like, for me at least, I'm like, okay, I knew about that. But, damn, I didn't know that happened within that. Like, even little things. All you hear the, you know, the, the, of legend Michael Jordan slap uh, uh, Steve Kerr at practice. Okay, I've never in my life heard that Steve Kerr hit him first.
0: Never heard that. <laughs>
2: never heard that and never would have believed it until I heard it coming out of these cast miles themselves. Yeah. So it's like just little details of all of the stories that we've always, you know, known, heard, yeah. and read is what, what makes me, this a little bit let more important.
3: Let me say this. Just Just a little aside about that story. I have always detected now. Now, to, as you said, I've never, ever, ever, ever heard that Steve Kerr cracked Jordan first.
5: Yeah, but like I've hit watched him in his Steve Kerr enough
3: through the years to learn, to learn that Steve Kerr sort of capitalizes on the old oh gosh jolly G Willikers persona, right? And but really, inside like, ain't no of him. Good. Is a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he really is a he really is a killer. That put everything he had into even getting to the NBA because as much as we look at him as uncooked chicken, like for him to make it to the league, <laughs> he, he ain't no, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't trash.
0: Right. He
3: got some fire. I, and, and, like, no like,
2: you even look at it as, as, as on the sidelines as a coach. Like we've seen some fiery moments as as the Golden State Warriors coach, and everybody would always come back and you know we we chat about it like yo you see you see Steve Kerr break the 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 clipboard and oh, man I ain't know Steve had that in him but like you said like he's always had that in him but he capitalizes off the you know the the,
1: the other yeah.
2: image the yeah hey, Richie Cunningham he, he the Obi oh, he's Taylor. Steve
1: Kerr he's Steve Kerr let him
3: hold your baby he's Steve Kerr he can't hurt a fly <laughs> no I don't, I,
0: don't don't, I don't
3: think so I think he's got your fool
1: then Steve hey, he get mad what? and
2: curse and punch somebody in the chest.
1: Hey, you know, I watched watching that documentary. One thing I like—it's yeah. the camaraderie where people ought to watch it at the same time and chatting about it. But yeah, uh, yeah and it's like first across our uh-huh. minds, so the millennials probably think the Phoenix Suns weren't that good. They said the Knicks weren't that good. They said the Seattle well. Super Suns ain't that good to fight one took damn games. Somehow you ain't great. But uh, and they no, I mean, yeah, water that, that's
2: that's become the new narrative now. Mike played against a bunch of plumbers. And, they, and and every time they say that, they just show a Mike against a white person. I'm like, okay. Who was good? Y'all don't think Danny these white, like They show athlete. like Danny Ainge and Dan Marley. I'm like, y'all don't think these dudes can go. Like, something wrong with <laughs> you. Like, Danny Ainge played Dan in the finals like six defense. times. I'm not saying Dan he was Mara carrying any teams to the finals. But if teams that good felt that he was, you know, that valuable of a piece. Like, he went with Phoenix. He went with Portland. He went with, you know, of course, the Celtics. Boston? But, like, these dudes weren't, you know, you showing us a picture of a white dude guarding Jordan and you think that takes away from his legacy. It just kind of shows how ignorant you are as a person.
1: Yeah, and, and what um, kills me is that people talk, oh, more athletic. I'm like, yeah, it's a part of the more athletic evolution, but how the hell is Jokic, who spoke a pack a day and ate a 12-piece a twelve, a 12 on uh, Popeye's, dominate the league <laughs> as a big man? <laughs> like, yeah, they didn't do that. They lifted he is the Ben Roethlisberger of basketball. That's all I got to say. Uh, yeah.
0: he I mean, but their the the like.
2: are crazy, though. was not Danny Ainge something like a three-sport athlete?
0: All <laughs> Danny American. Danny Ainge was like, yeah, like
2: yeah. you yeah. know, football yeah, wide all receiver,
1: uh,
2: uh, you know, basketball player. He played something else too. I don't know what that. Yeah, was and they
1: talk about athletic. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins one of the most it, athletic it, guys in the league. Big, Who the hell wants to lead the team? <laughs> right. Yeah. But. But I say this, though, I know you guys, but, uh, but the social media, like the uh, social stance thing, I know Craig Hodges, man. Like, damn, Craig's still hot, man. I'm like, Craig, uh, yeah. you know. But, hey, but the one thing about speaking out is, do uh, so I wish he spoke out more? But the thing, when you watch these documentaries, the dude hated talking about basketball. So do you really think he would have to have a microphone in his face all day long? Because you have to be about that life. If you're gonna use your platform to speak out on those issues, I would rather you say nothing than channel your Doctor Ben Carson or Whitlock. I rather done. you say nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and here's, the, here's what here's what else also, guys. We gotta be honest about this as well. Uh, he has done a lot of things, put a lot of black men to work in high executive positions in in his Jordan brand, in his Nike, in like in the Hornets, in the in the uh, in like when he was with the Wizards. What you could say like, is the oh, reason
2: why the horn is trash.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, but guess what? He's trying to, he trying to do his
2: little nepotism thing with his homies, and you know it's not hey, really working out for him.
1: Look, look at, but you got, but at least they getting the opportunity to suck. <laughs> the Bulls had the, the same crap white guys running the team for fifteen years, and they and no one talked about them till a year from now, a year ago. But I always believe it's that uh, you have to everybody's not cut out for the activism business. So I don't believe Kaepernick was cut out for all that. You have to be a special type of cat to cut, be cut out for that. And when I watched it, and I see all this backlash. The first thing that crossed my mind was why the hell are black people holding
2: athletes
1: more accountable for their social stance than black politicians?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. Like, we always kind of looking to athletes um and I'm not even saying politicians, like we're looking to athletes for things that we should be doing ourselves if you really care that much. But I see so many people who, you know, just want to criticize athletes and criticize entertainers who are black who they don't feel is doing things the way that they think things should be done. I'm like, Okay, then what are you doing? I understand they have a platform, they could get to more people, but that's not really what they practice all of their lives to do. Everybody's not Muhammad Ali. You know what I'm saying? Kudos and shout-outs to LeBron James for what he does in today's um, day and age. But he's not Muhammad Ali. It's like now all you're required to do is say something about something. Like Muhammad Ali was making sacrifices. I mean, even Colin Kaepernick, to a, to an extent, making sacrifices for things yeah. that he believed in and, and things that they felt were unfair. Now these days, because you have so many people that follow you, it's like all we all we expect and all we care for people to do is to say something. But what Debra. is that really doing? Yeah,
1: here's the thing. Also, speaking out is always good to say something that, dis- that people disagree with you on. And uh, <laughs> and, and they think about this. LeBron, for example, he speaks out. He says his opinion, right? But you open yourself up because everybody expects to say something about everything else. He was as a church mouse to come to China. He was watching out for his pocket, and also with Tamir Rice in Cleveland, he was mush-mouthed on that one. So it's like he—it's like once See, you the, open but that, up. But the door unfair thing, part about that is
2: once you do say something about anything, now everybody's say expecting everything. you every time. So when you and ask someone about that. Tamir Rice and he says, "Oh, I'm, I'm not really familiar." with that situation yet, so I don't want to say anything yet. How is that a bad thing?
5: Like, how it's are fine.
2: y'all jumping down this man's throat? Is he not allowed to say, okay, I don't know about that one yet? Like, it, It's not it, like it this stuff doesn't life. happen all the time. Like, keeping up, he he, he does have a life. You know, he, he is, a, you know, a, a superstar athlete, so it's not like we don't know that these guys are, you know, their craft is – what's on their mind and what they're doing for most of their days. It's just weird when we start expecting those type of things.
1: Yeah, and I know, yeah, my last thing is and nowadays people gotta understand why no one asked Magic Johnson why he ain't said uh, Dr. J or Moses Malone or anybody like that. Because you gotta think about this also. The money back then wasn't that good. People think the money's the Now Nowadays like I'm not picking on LeBron. He had a ninety million dollar shoe deal come out of high school. Guaranteed. Um <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Michael making three million million at the very end. Magic had a one a one million dollar a year one million a year deal. So that money didn't go long. But I agree about the LeBron thing. If he didn't have information on it, don't speak on it. If Michael Jordan felt like that, he didn't have much information on the uh, on the on the on Mr. Gantt, why he not he endorse him? Okay, he black and other guys are racist. Hell, most of these positives are racist. What to do? Uh, <laughs> you know, but my thing is like, though, for all we know about
2: Michael Jordan, and he was under a microscope, so we know pretty much everything. Like, who the hell really thought Michael Jordan knew anything about politics? He was a basketball nerd <laughs> who liked to compete Who's an and Right, right. Like, like, why did anybody think that he would? But that's the thing; they wanted him to do it blindly. They didn't care if he knew anything about it or not. They figure. All right, Mike, this is a black dude. He's running against this racist white dude. Give him your endorsement. He and, could have done right. that and, for all we cared, and, and dude could have done some corrupt stuff in office and made Mike look bad. But people don't think about that kind of stuff. It's You know, yeah, and, You have a you platform, you have a, you have one, a voice, fella. and we expect you to all do right. it.
1: Hey, hey, fellas, hold on, hold on. Before I go, thanks for taking my call again. If Frank Gore is a Julio Franco or the Kevin Willis, of the NFL. They just won't
2: win. <laughs> Yo, Phil Matic going to get all y'all. I'm snitching on all y'all in the chat. Alright. Uh, <laughs> I'm snitching on everybody.
0: Man. I'm Jordaning on everybody. I
3: looked at Frank's numbers, man. Phil Matic, my bad, bro. Nah, no, we can't do this, man. We can't do this, man. Frank Gore, <laughs> Frank Gore I, you. we respect him. Uh, no one in between so frank Frank's not even in the top twenty I not don't in the top sound 20
2: I don't, don't want to sound negative because I'm like I'm like the only one who'll be having Phils back a little bit in these Frank Gore uh, conversations, uh, but looking at, at things and then you look at the top- like he's definitely the worst running back in the top ten he at the numbers. Yeah. but he's in it, so yeah. kudos it ain't to even him. close to my favorite mark. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the uh phone lines, man. Mm-hmm. we got the homie nods calling in from down in g a GA the reopening GA. What up, Nash? No, <laughs> uh, ain't, ain't nothing, man, down here in, in, in the zombie ready. apocalypse.
0: Be
4: ready. <laughs>
0: oh,
4: <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Time yeah, to open man. back up. Uh, I think they're trying to take us out. Yeah, it, it's all good, bro. We'll we'll see how it go, man. Salute. Glad yeah. y'all doing well. And uh, you know, regards to Jimmy, man. I I, I just hear, heard about that from from y'all in the last segment uh, with old boy. I hope oh, yeah, everything
2: is yeah. well, man. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll pass that's it on real. to him. Yeah, he, he he lost his mom this past week. It wasn't COVID-related or anything like that. You know, that's the first thing people think, um, you know, because it seems like either everybody who's dying right now or at least the way they're reporting it, you know, it has something to do with that. But um, it wasn't. I mean, you know, to Jimmy and his family, it doesn't matter what it was, but – um, right, right. We'll definitely oh, pass it, on sir. your condolences to the brother. Um, um, You've been watching this documentary?
4: Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's interesting, man. Now, look, the, the people who are being scolds and telling people, I already knew all that. It's like, dude, we on quarantine. <laughs> this is on. It's sports-related. People go watch. Like, stop it, man. <laughs> it's like, this, <laughs> this, enjoy this the show for what it is. <laughs> this, you know what I mean? <laughs> This is definitely
2: the most exciting thing on sports TV right now, bar none.
0: <laughs>
4: right A self-produced documentary So of course it's not going to be too critical But they at least pushed a little bit With some things So, so that's good to see uh, That boy, the, the Hustler That might be the most confident man in history Man, my man with the curl Dude, <laughs> can, can you imagine How much confidence it takes To walk into a bank With a check <laughs> for a high dollar amount With Michael Jordan's signature Bruh <laughs> <laughs> Buddy is that dude, man. I, yes, I need more yes. information on him. Uh, the Tony Kukos thing, look, Mike and Scott, I know y'all, you know, went after Tony. Tony went through Civil War, man. He don't care about your little right, basketball. Right. He too tough for that. <laughs> I mean, he showed he them, them that in the thing. second
2: game. Like, I'm over that. Like, I've been through more. Yeah. I and, and, and even man. that situation, we knew it was going on. Um, even during the '92 Olympics, though, I thought it was a little more lighthearted than it was. I thought, you know, he's going to be our teammate, so we're going to rough him up a little bit, you know. Right. And then, you know behind the scenes, it was, you know, a little bit of a jealousy move. But um, Scotty was fire hot. Like, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm appreciative of the details that we're getting on stories that we may have known about before. There's definitely a lot of angles to these stories. I'm like, damn. You know, I right. I knew I knew Dennis, you know, left the team for a minute. I didn't know, you know, he was just straight up partying in Vegas, though, for all of that time. I didn't know Mike and them had to go to his apartment and get him when he got back to Chicago. You know, it's just little things, man. You know.
4: Dennis, Dennis, nice. Dennis ain't as silly as people think he is. That man looked around and said,
2: wait a minute. These are the
0: leverage.
2: Right. <laughs> right. That was a leverage <laughs> move right there. He started to see like, yo. <laughs> Way Phil be talking, man. They they, they can't really do these without the, me.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> these, these, these are the
0: little, little, little like
3: things that in social media, in the social media era, it's common for them to be revealed with a twenty four seven, three sixty
2: five news cycle. So it yeah, becomes and, and, more and interesting because everybody has, everybody a reporter because everybody has a, a camera phone. And, so there's right. no way Dennis, Shut up. you know, there's no way, you know, somebody's going to leave a team now and be partying in Vegas every day without it being captured, you know, every hour of it being captured and put on online or even from TMZ or somebody. So, yeah. No, they didn't have the
4: detail on it. They would the Dennis watch. They had a have the cam on. They did follow that dude <laughs> everywhere. But everywhere I, I he But i I'm glad people got to hear a little more about the Isaiah situation because Isaiah is so underrated to the point of now it's like chef Curry happened. So Isaiah never existed. And it's like, no, Isaiah was much better than what people think he was. And there's no way in hell he shouldn't have been on that team. And then everybody goes after Stockton and everybody. it's like, dude, Chris Mullen got on that team by the thinnest of margins. I love Chris Mullen, but, but come on now, like,
2: there's no way Chris Mullen Yo, no here Isaiah, But no. for, for me, like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't go Chris at Chris Mullen. Mullen. I, the only reason I go at Stockton is because of the the, the position. I'm like, okay, if this spot was for a point guard, then that spot should have been Isaiah Thomas's, no doubt. Right. You know what I mean? All day. And, like, and, you know, people always say, you know, Leitner shouldn't have been on it. I'm like, okay, we understand that. But if this spot was for a college player, then really, you know, who else you going to put on it? But. Christian Leitner, the player of the year at the time. So certain things like spot related, like even Scotty a little bit. I mean kinda of thinking, you know, Dominique even though Dominique had an injury then, but they don't take the opportunity to use that as an excuse of why he wasn't on it. They just picked mm-hmm. Scotty over him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. You know, in, in the in the grand scheme of things, Scotty's definitely gonna go down as a greater player than Dominique, but in 92? Ah, I think that should have been Dominique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In written, 92. Yeah.
4: And, and, and going back to, y'all played a Ric Flair clip earlier. I was watching a video earlier. Dude, I, I never caught the bar when that man said, and I'm having trouble holding these gators down. I always miss that bar <laughs> over the years, bro. Right? Like, Ric Flair is <laughs> stupid with yeah. that trash talk. I'm having yeah, trouble yo. holding these gators down. Like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is from seventies black exploitation, like <laughs> Flair like, no, <laughs> was letting Claire, go, bro. Flair
3: got a little Elvis in him. Flair got a little Elvis in him, definitely. And he played to Flip, it too. He played to it.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, and Frank Gore, look, Frank Gore is an accumulator, Hall of Good guy. But but the interesting thing about him is all of the injuries in college, and then this dude comes in and plays for 150 years. Like, who the hell would expect that? So, every uh, draft, when they tell us somebody has injuries, breaking,
0: breaking, breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that's true. Because people didn't think, you know, Frank Gore was going <laughs> to make it to the NFL with the injuries he had in Miami. And right. 16 years so later, the
4: Buffalo, he's he's still getting a check. The first. <laughs> right, still getting it. And you, you said it. You right. know, He's still in the check. Not, He's still in somebody's not, job. He's damn a scab at this point. As the, yeah, yeah. As the <laughs> avid sportsman that
3: you, as the avid sportsman that you are, I encourage you to go look at Curtis Martin's numbers and then go look at Frank Gore's. Yo, it ain't even close, <laughs> right. man. It, it, and and, and, and Curtis good. Martin is like Curtis Martin is like the cast off because you don't even think of Curtis Martin as being that dominant. But his numbers can it's yo Frank Gore shouldn't be Frank Gore might not be better than Fred Fred Taylor man oh shucks I don't got it facts
4: wait a minute that's a tough one and wait a minute, <laughs> if you're picking if you're drafting you take Fred Taylor for the explosiveness and the ability to go sixty on any play so, like, if you're picking
3: Fred between Taylor the two – Fred Taylor would get in the hole at two forty and spin on you and not touch anybody and go down the sideline <laughs> <laughs>
4: to the house to the house. Right. <laughs> so if you pick it between the two, you pick him every time. But, but we do got to say this about about him and Vince Carter. Him and Vince Carter should be teaching classes about how to 52 fake out when you're talking to those other folks. They got an ability to ingratiate themselves amongst the locker room and the front office with how they talk to people that they just keep getting gigs, bruh. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna, uh, you know, teach the young fellas how to, mm-hmm. you, you know, what I'm saying, like,
2: and it great. works, it up, works. Uh, okay, we we they be like, we could use a veteran that's gonna teach. Uh, and I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm wondering if they're really teaching. And they're like, man, I'm in here now. <laughs> Locker room yeah.
4: guy will keep you paid, bro. They figured that out, and and them two are real good at it. Cause like you said, there's no reason to have him there, man. Get you a nice 25 year old for the low ski and give him them cares.
2: What? So here, here, here's my NFL? question to y'all, though, because it, let's say, let's say you know some pending circumstances, because you know the NBA is saying we're we're going to return pending you know any setbacks. So what if some setbacks happen, and okay, we're, we're and they just cancel the season? Does Vince Carter does come go? back for another one? He, he goes. <laughs> I mean, trial. not that he was getting a, a farewell bit. tour, but does he come back <laughs> for another one? Fresh. You ain't yeah.
4: Kobe,
2: they don't love you They don't love you like that yeah. uh, Draymond gonna have to like tell that. him man Like why are you still
0: here
4: <laughs> man You ain't Kobe <laughs> This is like what they say about Big Wall Street people, they say they're talking Their book. that's what the NBA is doing They're not playing this is, they're, mm. they're giving the rosiest projections On what could happen if they could play So they pay smart people To try to figure out a way to make it happen But how we manage this particular virus And this pandemic no, it's not happening. We ain't testing people. We're not doing contract tracing. Like, it's, That's it's what not I'm saying.
2: Because I'm, I'm thinking even we, if – I mean, because they're thinking now, like, okay, we're just going to test the people within these organizations and then have games without fans. But I mean, you have to have staffers. Even if you're not doing, like, concessions, there still have to be people out there running arenas. So you got to make sure you get all of those people tested. It's just going to be a big – um, undertaking if they decide to do it. Not that they don't have the money to, to do that, but it's... But, yeah,
4: but but it ain't not about the money. It's about the process. Uh, talk about how much stuff you would have to sanitize. And then when you talk about the staffers, how you going to check everybody, what happens if somebody, uh, you know, has a positive case, do you shut everything down again? It, it, it's right. like that the margins are way too thin to be able to pull it off, and nobody wants to be associated with, like, this moment, and that team branding is always going to be associated with the outbreak or something like that. So I I just don't realistically see it happening, man. Maybe we get to Mm -hmm. watch some televised practices, because I think sports fans are to the point to where I think we'll watch NFL practices next year. (laughs) (laughs) We'll watch anything. I think we'll watch it. You know what
2: I'm saying? I think we will, man.
4: But, yeah, it's too big an undertaking, man. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. All right, man.
4: Good to hear uh,
2: from you, Safe. <laughs> All right, glad you're safe, man. Good to hear from you. We holler at you next time.
3: <laughs> no
2: doubt. All right, let's throw me nice down in, in uh, Georgia. We'll take one more call. We got Rob calling in from
5: Cali. California, Rob, what up, man? Welcome, welcome. What's good, y'all? How y'all doing today, man? What's good, man?
2: Ah, uh, good man. We just we just chilling, just <laughs> trying to stay safe in these in these COVID streets, man. It's getting crazy out here. Virus getting closer to home, but but we making it. What's up with you?
5: Yo, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. And I wanna say just uh uh for just we talking about overrated people. Vince Carr does not belong in the oh, Hall of Fame. He's probably more one of the most overrated players if he does get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, look, no, but no. Well, he will. No, he
0: will get in the Hall of Fame, but <laughs> <laughs> it
2: will be the same as he will of We're killing, veteran, all the, right? we killing all the long timers tonight, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, I'm a, it's, you know, we I'm usually not... disagree. I don't disagree with you. I'm just not going to say it in such a
0: <laughs>
2: in such a negative way like Vince 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 has he has something about him where he you know for cats from from who were watching ball in that era um me and B were just pretty much going into adulthood when Vince started to get it going he has some Nostalgic, some nostalgic factors to him Like there's always gonna be, like we see a Vince Carter play, a Vince Carter highlight. We're gonna be able to be like, damn, I remember, I remember we were sitting around in the, in the apartment watching that, and Vince used to be a bad boy. But I agree, no Hall of Fame, but he's stuck. That's just me. I think he's going to the Hall of Fame. Around, I just don't think Here's the
3: difference and why it's even to bring, to, to bring it to bring that up. There was a time. That Vince Carter was top three at whatever position you put him at. There was a time when Vince Carter was top three, top, top four. At at what he was one of the best in the world. By judging Frank Gore's numbers and better than Ray, there was no, not skill wise. There was no but was time. Gone. No, there was no time that 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 Francis hey, and <laughs> why, why
1: do top three. Why you keep going in on Francis, man? <laughs> Leave Francis alone, <laughs> man. We talking about you know, Vince. I'm right. right. talking about Vince, man.
5: Leave Francis alone. Because the numbers because, at, because at, at okay, at Jerome Bettis when he was even when he at his late going to his career, he was still putting up good numbers as far as short yardage. He still had something. Something better uh, than Frank Blue had to
2: It's easy when they keep giving you the ball at the one.
5: <laughs> you gonna put I mean, up some, I mean, I mean, some good I mean, touchdown numbers. Wait, 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 wait. But here's the thing. I'm gonna take what Charles Barkley said uh, to Draymond. You're that guy, you're that guy he, he in a boy band and nobody <laughs> reads the center. But
2: I don't. But I don't think. But I don't think Frank Gore mistakes himself as that. You have. You say something like that to Draymond. Draymond plays on a team full of superstars, but he but he runs his mouth the most
0: that, as if
2: he's that guy. That's why you have to bring like, Draymond down with a statement like that. I don't think you have to say that to a Frank Gore. Frank Gore knowing nobody coming to see him, <laughs> he know he not the star of the show. <laughs> but Draymond, Draymond, you got to remind him because he gets to running his mouth like he like he Steph or he uh you know KD. It, it, it's a it's a
3: couple it's a it's a couple things on my on my Frank Gore we gonna name this show Frank Gore hey there's a couple of reasons because I have defended Frank and now I'm looking back at the numbers and I'm like yo he not better than Brian Westbrook you may have already come to that determination but I I look at him I'm like wait Frank Gore was very
2: very just B-westers kind of good to rock like that
5: you know. He was huh? a dual threats. B-, <laughs> B-, B. West didn't he didn't get to rock like that. Well, yeah, B-, so. B-, B. West was a right, was he a uh He was more of like a Reggie Bush type of running back. He wasn't real running back. He was a I mean, guy. you brought up
2: Jerome Bettis. I mean, you look at his
5: seasons. He had too many monster years either. Um, no, I, I do. Wait, 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 no, wait, wait, he, wait. Yeah, he, he had two. I, he
2: had two 14s and a 16. After that, he, he was pretty normal. But you know. I. But, but he, but, but he did no, what he did. He jumped in, He jumped into the top ten with much less, you know, time, much less do, tread on the bus tires. Right.
5: I do. I I I, I do want to some basketball. Real quick, go back to football out there. I, I love because I haven't been watching. I've been busy because I've been watching the Jordan um the Jordan um series. But I I do like the fact that y'all bring up the ignorance of people because the thing is is that in this era that we're in. People do not maintain a thing of life. Uh, who is it? I the can't understand D- you. Your phone or, breaking. Or, hello?
2: No, we, your phone was kind of doing something funky. We couldn't understand you. You said people don't what?
5: P- people, p- uh, people here, they don't understand. R- 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 really, like. The the difference in in the Jordan era versus this new era, they they when they put pictures of guys like Bill and or or just some dorky guy, they think or, or um what's that dude's name um, funny Lakers, they, they pictures oh, of him. Oh, uh, Kerrambis, Kerrambis, They say they say oh oh this this is what Jordan had to face, but they don't mention the team. You know, of they don't mention the team. They're
2: they're cherry picking the. The craziest looking people, but they, but even in their cherry picking, they're still playing themselves. They, like Danny well, Ainge, Dan Marley, Kurt Ram, all them dudes you name it, could play ball. So it's like you're still well, playing they, yourself.
5: They, they were. The, uh, they listen, listen, listen. listen. I, maybe because I ain't no big Danny Ainge fan. He was. He he. He was he was a he was a good role player. He was a good role player. They were good role players. They did their part. They were good role and, players.
2: And that's what, I mean I'm not calling them anything more than that. But Danny Ainge was good enough to play a role on a lot of championship caliber teams. So if they you know championship caliber teams want you, then there's something to that. You know Danny Ainge can come on any team and average twelve a game, play decent Rob. defense. You know and, and and just be a good player. And he and he did that his whole career. Yeah, and, and like it's not a knock to put Danny Ainge an in a picture face and face say this and is something somebody face. had to face. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like yeah. That, that's
2: no knock on them.
3: Yo, Vince, Vince
0: Carter, hold on,
3: hold on, let me let me let me get the Vince the Vince stats out the way though, brother. Vince Carter put up twenty five a, a, a game, twenty seven a game, twenty four a game, 21, and twenty, dude going to the hall of fame, brother. You can't have even, you can't even, even in, in, a in a
2: loss, loss
0: had one I mean, of the
2: epic playoff duels with another superstar in the league. You know, it, it was crazy. I mean, He's been to the Hall of Fame.
5: I mean I mean then if that's the case, Adrian Dentley should be in the Hall of Fame. That's the case, then he, I, don't he know, I don't know I don't know they should are.
1: why shouldn't he Adrian Dentley
5: should. Steve Moffley He should. Monty, Monty should be in the Hall of Fame.
1: You know what
5: I'm saying? Who? I mean I mean, if we're going
3: to go, we're gonna go. Uh, he, he said Sidney Moncrief. Uh,
5: uh,
3: I don't know about Sid. Sid was Sid was nice, but Adrian Danley definitely is. But but he had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yo, Rob, Vince Carter had 11 seasons over 20. He got to go to the Hall of
0: Fame. Bro. He <laughs> put
3: up 20 11 <laughs> for 11. Seasons. He's,
5: he's going to get the regimental rule. And I think. Like my props told me, I put this, just like if you were the best player in, uh, in your franchise, your friend that hasn't been around for that long, you're getting a Hall of Fame. And, and right, Rob. Well, see, Adrian
2: Dantley is in the Hall of Fame. Adrian, yeah, I was about to say he is in all.
5: Yeah, he is, but he's. Uh, he got in in
2: 2008. Adrian, yeah. Adrian Dantley was nice. What
5: I was, was about to say, about, why yeah, you
2: huh? he averaged 24 for his career? A lot of people. You know they average twenty four a couple of times in their career, and then their averages go down. You know Adrian Dantley averaged twenty four no. points a game for his no, entire
5: no, career. No, no. So no, no, no. That, and um, Sidney
2: Moncrief is in the Hall of Fame too. So you think dudes should be in who are already in? No, 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 no. Adrian Adrian
3: Dantley averaged way more points than Magic Johnson.
5: <laughs> 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 Wait. Magic was just, a
2: point
4: guard.
5: What are you trying to say? So he's a point guard. He's doing his so thing. Was, so was
4: Isaiah. So was Isaiah. He
3: put up you gotta give up give buckets,
5: man. We you know Dentley averaged thirty, uh four
2: times. Over thirty. Four times. Yeah, so I, I, been, I'm not even sure why his name came up, but
5: <laughs> he was no, 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 his name came up because I was like, Okay, if if Wilson's name there to be in, y'all should put uh y'all should put Adrian Dentley. Uh, Bob McAdoo. Uh, I don't know if he's in. Bob is City, a hall Martin. of famer, Yo, all of these the dudes you're naming are hall of famers, though.
4: Bob is a hall of famer. Yeah, all these well, dudes you're naming are hall of Famer, right?
2: So you're putting Vince <laughs> Carter.
3: First of all, you're naming people that I think are better than Vince. Are
4: better than Vince Carter. <laughs> I'm about to say like you like if
0: he's, <laughs> he's in, than he's than like yo,
2: Vince, they better than Vince Carter. They should be in. But I think Vince, Vince, like the, I, you know, I think Vince Carter will make it. I I don't think. Besides that 2001, you know, playoff duel, I said, with Allen Iverson, I don't think Vince Carter has played a lot of meaningful basketball in his day. Right. But if you cut Vince Carter off at, like, year 10, 11, he like,
0: easy, he, he easy would have had a case win. then.
2: I think the only reason we're kind of looking at him now as a if is so because stayed around after year 11, he turned into a journeyman, you know. <laughs> But
3: yo, know, I, I I ain't gonna. You know what? And my my bias, Dev Dev, we you've known me for over twenty years, so you know what my biases are. First of all, he didn't stand under <laughs> like, like skill deep. wise. Oh, I, I, and then skill wise, I like skilled players, and Vince couldn't dribble, so I automatically hate a guard that can't dribble. Like Vince can't dribble, so there's some bias. But if I just look at his production,
0: it, it's
3: it's he's etching it, but he's a, he's a Hall of Fame.
2: Like he's, so he's, he's one of those dudes that I'm, that I'm talking about. Like, he come out of the gate averaging 18, 25, 27, 24, 20, 22, 24, <laughs> then put up a couple other 24, 25, 21, 20s, 20, but then his career average, because he stayed around way too long, is 16.7. Right. So we're not looking at Vince like we probably should he's look at Vince. Right. right. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly.
3: i I put, Vince, I put Vince in the hall because I've seen my eye test. As much as I hated Vince for a long time he, he's 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 all
5: the same he's all the same. I, I, you know, and, and, and and I will say this that he was uh I, I don't think we should always expect athletes to black athletes to speak uh or or any athlete really to speak up and progressively about social issues we have, people have to understand the further we removed. We are from slavery. The less socially conscious people are, you know. If people do the research mm-hmm. in the 1900s, with well, like Marcus Garvey and the Pan African mm-hmm. I mean, even in the 1900s, when heavy, they were coming together, around, around, uh, yeah, when they were coming together around the world, the um, the, the, there were three things they understood: were African, well, press. We need to do something about it. And 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 a lot of these athletes, they're not socially conditioned to um to uh to be to to do something for their communities or even to care. I remember Jack Johnson when he when he won the first he was the first black heavyweight champion, but he refused to fight any heavyweight champion, any black heavyweight champion, any black heavyweight champion. He wanted to be the only one. You know what I'm saying? That selfishness and and, and and that comes with money that comes with status that comes with that this elite mentality, so you know we shouldn't always expect athletes to to do stuff we have to we have to do our stuff ourselves, it has to be us the working class black folk it has to be the middle class it has to be all of us that, oh okay, forget class class structure, it has to be all of us in our community where we're at to come together, you know. Uh, I'm going to flip to the Eagles, but, but even in the conversation I, I was seeing where OGs were talking in L.A. and New York, and, and when OGs were talking for L.A. to Chicago, and we were like, dude, in L.A., we're like the most spoiled people here with all these black entertainers and all these black millionaires and billionaires living here, but people just won't care, and I mean— I may not like Jim Brown right now, but at least he pulled his stuff up at that time. Pulled stuff up on the bootstraps to come in our communities and actually do something, you know? So, yeah. No but, 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 but 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 going to the Eagles, I will say this, man. I will say this. Uh, actually, a, a, actually, you know what? I will say this, too, because I don't want to go to the Eagles, because I want to say this, too. Stop listening to these conspiracy theories and these doctors, these private doctors who try to tell you that COVID-19 is not a big deal. They're supposed <laughs> to tell them it's not a big deal. They're like... They're like, Bro. They, they they are, they, 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 they're they supposed to say it. They're private doctors. they look out for their bags. Just because someone has an alternative opinion than everybody else doesn't make it right. Look at me at this show. I argue with Deb, Jimmy, and B. Austin all the time. They don't give me holiday air the time. This not right. an alternative opinion. And that, doesn't make and me that, me that never make you right. I feel you.
0: I'm right. I'm right <laughs> <in> my head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, that's a good point That's definitely a good point Because I'm, I'm actually tired of all of that You know, the conspiracy theory stuff too Because for me, it really doesn't matter At this point, like, you know We know that you know this country has seen its share of scandal And just some crazy stuff going on at the government level I, Like, I'm really not interested in any of that right now Like, where it came from Whether it's man-made Whatever it is, it's here And people are dying so I was like, I don't really got time to hear all of this gibber jabber about all of this other stuff, man. I'm trying to keep my family safe, and and that's that's what it is. Like, you could be right about the new world order coming, and they' about to microchip you up with the vaccine, and I, like whatever. At this point, I don't want my family to die. Like, so I, like I don't even like. It, it, there's no reason for anybody to try to convince me of any of that stuff because that's not my concern.
0: So I was like, you
2: know, whatever. But, right, we got to go because we're not staying the whole whole night, you know, since there's no sports. We ain't doing two, two hours if it ain't no sports.
5: And you oh, try to have us God. on
2: here for two hours, man. I'm hungry.
5: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, real quick, real quick. The reason why I only trust Holly Roseman is that I don't see the same aggressive Holly Roseman we saw before making and filling in deals. Sometimes he used those. Don't trust Howie Roseman he because
3: he's not getting superstars on every trade and every draft pick.
0: You it's want Howie Roseman?
2: Yo, we a didn't stop. have superstars when we won our first Super Bowl in the history of the world. We, we, we How do problems. you not trust a dude who just? Who, who rebuilt an organization after Chip Kelly tried to destroy it from the inside out? How do you not trust him two years after winning? Like y'all, like, and, and it's not just you, Rob. Like you're you're <laughs> right on par with Eagles fans. So I can't even say like it got something to do with you not being in Philly. Yeah, you sound just like Eagles fans. You have earned your stripes as a miserable, <laughs> pessimistic Yo. Eagles fan, man. Like. Y'all know y'all aren't satisfied with nothing.
5: No, like no, who no, are we? We ain't never uh, won Jack. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I, I look at that championship. I relish on Tom Brady sitting on his ass, looking like a B word. You know what I'm saying? After fumbling, I relish that memory. Come on now, I relish that. Trust me, I do. I just want more. Just how we
0: created that? How we? How we put together? The to it. It,
2: but man. he put that together
5: without a lot of superstar names. But
2: all y'all, want, all y'all team want team all y'all want is I, the biggest trades for the biggest names. How often does that work out for teams when they go out and get all right. the names? I
5: want, Has
2: the Rams I want won a Super Bowl yet? Have the Rams won a Super Bowl yet? They put together the most I mean they got there, but they still don't have anything to show for it. They so put together a team coaches that coaches had every name. They had we every name.
5: And a quarterback. We have a better who would have quarterback. Them, who too. would have said
2: that before 2017? Even people in Philly were saying Doug Peterson was the worst hire in the league, almost ever, is what they were calling him. He made a lot of people eat crow, and now he's one of the best coaches out there. Come on, dude was the golden boy out in LA. Right. He was the golden I mean, boy. So don't don't sit I mean, here and act like that's common knowledge that everybody thinks that Doug Peterson's a better coach. People may think that now because the world is so shallow, all you got to do is win, and and now
5: people see you in a different light. I, I mean, I, yo, dude was the we, golden we, boy. We 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 listen. They would have won a Super Bowl if they had one a better quarterback and two a better coach. Because that oh coach, when they talking about They had man. the
2: quarterback and the coach that got them there.
5: Like, come on, it's always
2: hindsight is mm-hmm. it's always crazy. They didn't have a great game, but my bottom line for bringing them up was they had every superstar in the damn league and they still don't have anything to show for it. Your team, on the other hand, won a super bowl in a year when nobody was even picking them to go to the playoffs. And you're complaining two years later about the GM and you don't trust them. Yo, we were dead in the water after chip Kelly left. He left us a lion, a whale carcass lying on the beach is what we were. And a I couple years after Chip that, Kelly we're in the Bowl. Super Bowl, I beating I Tom Brady and, in the Patriots like you're chopping right now.
0: I don't that. And I'm not saying this, that. What I'm saying mean, don't is don't be not be popular go because
2: go a lot of Eagles fans think like you, but I think I all know. of y'all are sick.
0: Hold on, Rob, hold on, Rob,
3: hold on, Rob, hold on. Do you agree that Chip Kelly tore our organization apart? Do you agree with that?
5: I'll pull it like this. It was like that movie, the, A Weekend at 30s. Like, that, that was like that. Do you agree? Yeah. Chip? Do you agree?
3: Because they gave Chip Kelly personnel power, and they sat mm-hmm. Howie off in a corner and paid him a million dollars to stay away. Yo,
2: they demoted you Howie. Bring Howie they played yeah. Howie. Like, they disrespected yeah. that man. They
3: bring, yeah. they bring Howie back, and he wins, and we win a Super Bowl.
1: Come <laughs> on, dude. What do you want? First Super Bowl. It that...
2: It's not like we're the Niners or somebody, and, oh, we, we back in it, and we won our, you know, fifth, sixth Super Bowl. Dude,
5: like, no, we've I, never I, won a Super Bowl before. I understand. I just don't want the Cowboys to win. I just don't want the, the – I want to keep talking crap to Giants.
0: Fans.
2: I, but the I same Howie how Howie you're bashing, oh. And uh, out, out of all
5: the Cowboys
2: and their hot picks and their hot trades, who won the division last year, Rob? I I want who won to the, keep
5: the division winning. last
2: year? with a bunch of injured talent who won the division last year with their backups. This is what you people don't understand. We won the division with our backups, Backups. which means for all of the people who thinks he doesn't draft well, then where do we get all of this depth? Why are we able to win a super bowl? When we lost our best uh, players at like five positions, we lost our damn quarterback who was going to be the MVP of of the, the league. We lost our best linebacker. We lost our best defensive back. Like, are you serious right now? All, of y'all, all y'all want are names. You didn't know Boston Scott before last year. He came in and helped save the season. You didn't know Ward before last year. He came in and helped save the season. Everybody who wants all of these big names don't realize how important depth is. And you talk about how he can't draft, but we got all these backups going to the playoffs. Man, y'all tripping <laughs>
5: Y'all true y'all, y'all, so, y'all back, y'all, back y'all, up to y'all, making the
2: playoffs and we and, and howie can't
3: draft Come on, man. Y'all, and further to this point and further to this point I don't know cuz I haven't looked at other GM success rates but howie by my measure and and, and pro football sports howie's is,
2: is successful on 51% of the draft picks 50 which means Hey, M's you know other what it is player, though you know what it is, is Howie botches first-round picks a lot, and the average fans are only looking at the highest picks. That's all. They're not well, looking at the, the depth that we're getting in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. They're looking at the highest picks. Howie picks somebody in the first round, and he doesn't turn out to be a star. And some people that picked around him, before him, after him, those players end up being stars. They'll never win dumb, nothing, dumb ass, but they end up being ass, stars, ass, and that's how fans look at things. It's,
3: it's Don't ask fans.
2: Dumbass Eagles. <laughs> but right, we brush, gotta go, brush. man. We we, out, wee, we holler at you, man. Thanks for your call. We love
3: like you. love like you, little handicapped bro. You all got <laughs>
2: <Bro, laughs> always you. taking us off topic, man. We just spent twenty minutes talking about the damn Eagles, man. Forget the Eagles. We got more important stuff to talk about right now. Um, real quick, man, stat of the week. We might end up going two hours tonight. I wasn't trying to do that. Um Stat of the week, and, you know, in honor of the last dance, definitely they just showed the the final series between the Phoenix Suns and the Chicago Bulls from 1993. In six games of the 93 NBA Finals, Michael Jordan averaged 41 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game, 6.3 assists, 1.7 steals, and 0.7 blocks um, to win their uh, third championship in a row, which is crazy. The, what's even crazier, though, you know, because it does show you the importance of Scottie Pippen and how great he was as an all-around player. He averaged 20 less points, but he averaged, you know, like nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and a block per game. So, as mon- as you know, as much as Jordan put up monster numbers outside of the scoring arena – you know Scotty's all-around numbers were just as good, if not a little bit better. But twenty points is twenty points. <laughs> you know, twenty more points. Would you say, B? At the end of the game, they count up points, um, and that's how you uh, that's how you judge who wins the game. <laughs> Neil said, "Rob, stay getting Dev worked up." Yo, Rob caught here talking like these uh, average. Casual fans. it's irking, man. It's definitely irking. My bad B, I think you were muted when I was talking about MJ <laughs> and Scotty. But that's crazy yeah, um, for an NBA final. Scotty
3: Scotty, they count they count up points. They they not count none of that other stuff and, and he made sure you knew he was gonna give you all the most points.
2: Period. <laughs> yeah, funny thing about it was You know, a lot of his motivation in that one was the fact that they were giving Dan Marley a little too too much props. Um, And I guess, you know, people from these days would would say that that plumber, Dan Marley, they were giving him too much props. So Mike had to go out there and let people know, no, we're not on the same level. Um, So that's your stat of the week. Uh, The quote of the week, man, your man, uh, Jason Shitlock, um, (laughs) he had some more stuff to say. Uh, LeBron came out. And we kind of touched on this earlier without going into specifics, but LeBron had put out a tweet about uh, the latest in uh, unarmed the latest unarmed black man being shot by uh, white men down in Georgia, uh, Ahmad Arbery. Um, LeBron put out a tweet that said, we're literally hunted every day, every time we step foot outside the comfort of our homes. Can't even go for a damn jog. Like, WTF, man, are you kidding me? I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to read this word for word, but LeBron ain't typing in English. But he said, no, man, uh, are you kidding me? I'm sorry, Omar, rest in paradise, and my prayers and blessings sent to the family Um, Either way, LeBron made that statement And Jason Whitlock came onto LeBron's tweet and subtweeted This isn't helpful It's Twitter trolling It's using this man's tragedy To build a brand as more outspoken than Michael Jordan There are all kinds of ways to draw attention To this tragedy Suggesting that we are hunted every day Every time is just shit stirring Um, You know how Whitlock goes He seems like he always Is quick to jump And we've Uh, talked about this at times, and and no way, no how do I want to be, you know, in correlation with Whitlock, because I am not. We talked about LeBron, and we talked about other big athletes and how, you know, their brand is the most important thing. So a lot of things they do, a lot of things they say are contrived. But is this what you want to attack, like Jason Whitlock? And then bring stuff into it that has nothing to do with it. You know, you just want to be – more outspoken and and better as a brand than Michael Jordan. It seems like Whitlock. You know he took a he took a beating on Twitter for these comments. But what are your thoughts on this, real quick, before we move on? Uh, number one, two things can be true.
3: Uh, you figure it out, bars. Number two, <laughs> messenger is important. The messenger is important. A there's the perception of the masses of what LeBron is and who he is. And that perception is that he is a part of the social warrior justice class. Now, do I think what LeBron does is contrived? Absolutely. Do I think that LeBron plans a lot of this stuff out to, to appeal to his sycophants and uh, the James gang? And, and absolutely. But is it true? Is what he is saying a truth? Right. Yeah. It's a. It, it, and if he has calculated that what he is saying will arouse his followers, and will 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 gain, you know, him some benefit, but also shine the light on the issue, then for me, it's almost like what we know of LeBron and the things that we've talked about, though they may remain true become unimportant in the grand scheme of things, because he's shining a light on an issue and something that repeatedly happens and something that obviously as a black man, it it does stir something in him. So I can't, I can't question whether or not he's sincere in what he's doing because of the, the result is he's shining the light on something that Jason Whitlock downplays and sits next to an American flag, in his, you know, quarantine episodes while not questioning or pointing
2: at the issues
3: at right. hand. Like so, Whitlock always but,
2: comes out to detract things like this and then act like these things yeah. aren't even true. That's where you're getting me. Right. It's obvious that you don't like LeBron James, Jason Whitlock. That's that's right. obvious. It's obvious that you didn't like Kobe Bryant. No, and, you know, then like- tried to jump on TV the day, he, you know, after he died, crying, you know, fake crying and all that it's obvious you don't like to do, but it's like, like you're saying, be like to attack some truth just because it's coming from somebody that you don't like. And the fact that, you know, you seem, he seems to jump on the opposite side of these issues every time they come about anyway. So it's like, we, we, we kind of know his stick. We kind of expect this from him. Um, I think even us right now, you know, and everybody who replies to him on Twitter, we probably give him too much time because at this point he doesn't care. Because if he cared, he would take some of the, the verbal <laughs> lashings that he gets on Twitter and actually think about some of the stuff that he's done throughout his career and why people think, you know, he's a coon and all of this kind of stuff that they call him. He obviously doesn't care because he doesn't, he hasn't changed anything about himself. So you know, he's probably to the point. Like, look, it is what it is. <laughs> if that's you know, if, you're a, just, if that's what you're using to issues, describe me, if that's what issues. I am, that that's that's what I am. So, yeah, yeah. you you, you
3: huh. you're, you're, you're absolutely right. We we give him we give him too much shine. But in in the the last thing that I will comment, there's it's obvious that he has his own level of of of, of issue and and pathology going on with the self-hate, because he's one of these people, one of these black people that have been successful and made it to a certain level, so he buys into the bootstrap narrative. I bootstrap my way up. There isn't anything that would inhibit any other black person in this country, and there's nothing that we suffer from that can keep us from my level of attainment, so I'm going to look down at those that succumb to anything else, because I allegedly didn't succumb to it. That's that's who he is. That's how he that's how he negotiates the uh the the earth. That's where he's coming yeah. from. So, yeah, he's a piece of crap. He's a piece.
2: <laughs> of- <laughs> all right, so um real quick, uh while you guys were on the grind, this is brought to you by Sportsbook. We, you guys are tired of on, the same man. old sports book, with the that's same old are. list, rankings, imaginary starting lineups and all the the, the subjective goat conversations. Where people actually think that they're speaking facts, be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. It's an acronym, stay with me now. Smart People Only Read the Sports. Now spell that out. It's a mixture of sports and hip hop culture. Keep you on the edge of your seat, keep you laughing, like you're watching a comedy special. So just go to sportsthebook.com. Get your copy from our website or at WarroomSports.com. And oh, I might have failed to mention, mention Sports the Book is written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. Shout out to him. But don't miss this movement, man. All right, while y'all on a grind, we're not even going to talk in depth about everything we wanted to discuss in this situation, but there's one thing here that we do have to give a couple of bars on. But I'll, I'll just mention the, the other ones first. Of course, we talked about Mike Tyson Uh, Last week, you know, he had the little video going around, and now he's getting the itch. He wants to get back into the ring, but for charity. Well, he's gotten an offer from somebody over in Australia um, for a charity bout for $1 million. Of course, you know, they're thinking after all of the, the, you know, social distancing and all those rules are lifted, um, they might be able to get something going over there for him for $1 million. Now that Mike's – Now that he's, you know, basically said he's interested in getting back in boxing shape and maybe doing this for charity, Evander Holyfield (laughs) is also saying that, you know, he wants to, that he is coming out of retirement, but it's the same thing. He wants to do some some fights for charity as well, Um, knowing Evander Holyfield, though, and the way he blew his money, he probably wants to do some charity for himself. But shout out to him. Uh, You got 53-year-old Mike trying to get back in the ring. Uh, You got, I believe, Holyfield might be 57 at this point. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get back in the ring. But the thing is, Evander, you know, it wasn't really that long ago when he was really fighting. Yeah. Still, he fought in uh, 2011. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, he fought In 2011, but he didn't officially retire until 2014. So he will be 57 um, if he makes this comeback. He's making a comeback at 57 years old. So we'll see how that plays out for those guys. What I did want to ask you about, though, B, Earl Thomas, Um, he came out with an Instagram video the other day, and he was trying to get ahead Uh. of a story that he figured everybody was soon – Going to hear about, and of course, we did end up hearing about it. This is what he said before I even tell people what happened if they don't know. He said on his video, So, my agent just hit me and said that I'm going to be on TMZ tomorrow from an altercation that happened with me and Nina. Nina Nina's his wife. So, just wanted to get ahead of it, and it's really not anybody's business. It's pissing me off that it got out, but it's the world we live in today. But instead of talking about us, just keep us in your prayers. Stuff like this happens. We try to live the best life we possibly can, but sometimes it don't go as planned. Just pray for us as we go through this stuff. We're back talking. I'm seeing my kids, so just keep us in our, in your prayers. Okay, he's been married since 2016. He have three children with this woman, Nina. This is allegedly, and I have air quotes going right now, allegedly what happened. Um, one thing that isn't alleged, <laughs> uh, Nina has been arrested um, for threatening <laughs> Earl Thomas at gunpoint during this altercation. What happened was, I guess they had been going through a little something, Earl left the house, he and his brother. So Nina and his brother's F- ex-wife go to this Airbnb, because I think she got a hold of some messages on you know, one of the social media, found out where he was going to be, she busts up in the Airbnb, and he and his brother are in there naked having sex with two women. She pulled out the Roscoe, which is Earl Thomas's 9mm Beretta. Um, she claims that she took the magazine out but didn't realize that there was one bullet left in the chamber. So when she was arrested, it counted as you know a loaded weapon because it had one bullet in it. So she threatened him, put the gun to his head. Um, He eventually ended up wrestling the gun away from her, but she had a knife. So allegedly she was chasing him around the Airbnb with a knife while he was running with the gun in his hand, naked. (laughs) This is allegedly what happened. You want to speculate on this before we move on, B.? Because at first, before I found out the details, I was figuring if she, you know, if she threatened him with a gun, maybe he put his hands on her or something like that. But then I heard these actual details. Not much to speculate on because the details are out. No, 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 no.
3: What's your thoughts on this craziness, man? No, no, We got to get a quick two-minute
0: chatty-patty session.
3: I'm looking at the young. Yeah, yeah, the young lady in question. Uh, mic check, my check. Can, can you hear me good? Am I good? Am I good? Yeah, you're good. Um, mic check, my check. Am I good? Um, <laughs> that's, that's what Earl so said. What what happened? And <laughs> let me let, me, let me,
1: What happened was,
3: it was <laughs> Earl, Earl. Um, Earl knows he's in trouble. Uh, and you know when when the young lady uh looked into the phone. Um you know, he he was he was caught. Uh I G I Instagram is not necessarily a good thing. Um TikTok uh might have even been OnlyFans. And Earl was probably um trying to help put a young woman through college. Uh and she 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 caught it. She caught it, brother, and he tried to come up with some excuses. Uh, as our brother, Jimmy would say, this young lady looks like she's a little crazy. So she knows she got that sunshine, but Earl, you know, got tired of dealing with the craziness. So he seeks some loving comfort elsewhere. Um, you know, and she found the text messages. He was still a little sloppy with the phone rolled out with the, with the bro, uh, found himself in a compromising situation, engaging in exercise and season preparation, uh, of a coital nature and uh wifey wasn't having that. Nina Nina nah. was not having <laughs> no. that. She and, went and got the strap. <laughs> she she went, she went got and got, got the strap. strap.
4: The strap. Wow. <clears throat>
3: and uh it turned into it turned into Biggie. Uh I got a story to tell. Everything in reverse. <laughs> it was reversed. It was reversed. Yeah. And uh here we are man. Here we are, but that's just our speculation. Uh, this is yeah. not representative of facts, but you know, we're pretty good at speculating. What do you think happened, bro?
2: Um, I, I I don't have much to add to that. That sounded spot on. You know, just having just life experience and you know, knowing friends who've been no, through this man. situation. You know,
0: <laughs> Woo!
3: Kinda, Um you know. I, I just wanna I just wanna say this, man. Uh, I'm I am, uh, ten years in uh in in marriage and and 15 years in in relationship and I know you you and your lovely queen are are even further in uh and, and I have so much respect for marriage and married people and I pass no judgment you know we know right and wrong and we can identify right and wrong in terms of actions but the motivations behind those actions and what people go through in marriage I literally cannot pass any judgment any longer. Right, right. I have an idea what you know marriage is. Now ten years in, I know what it is, and 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 everyone has trials and tribulations, and what is simple is complex or hard for others, and vice versa. Yo, I pass no judgment. If your actions are wrong. I'll tell you the actions are wrong. Earl, you was wrong. Nina, you was wrong. But I don't cast judgment on them as people or their marriage because you don't know what Nina did to him. And you don't know what he did to her. And you don't know what they did to each other and how they
2: took it. Man, yo, you can't. Right. You, can't judge right. you never know how people get to, you know, the, the point or place yeah. that they get to. It's you creep. know what I'm saying? You don't know how Earl ends up naked in an in a Airbnb with his with his brother. And his wife his brother got running, the Beretta to his running. head like, That's why a lot of Like truthfully that's why a lot of Movies and TV shows they, they start like that these days They start with the ending and then you have to Rewind like how did I get like this Like the, it'll start like that like how did I get In this situation and then it'll rewind Back and you know try to bring you through All the minutia and all that It's real man I feel you No judgment yeah. cast here um, I just wanted to chatty patty about it for a minute All right, so anyway, before we get out of here on our last topic, which it'll be pretty quick is basically us giving you a list that we've already given you on social media anyway. But um, before we do that, this date in sports history, um, which is brought to you by Bowie Falcons Youth Basketball Program, Um, we all know the War Room family loves the kids, not just Marty Ma, not just Wu-Tang. And since you're all a part of our family, it's time for y'all to show your love. The Bowie Falcons are a 7U and 8U startup travel basketball program in suburban Washington, D.C. Please show your support by donating anything you can spare to assist the program in its preparation for... uh, It's really the 2020 summer circuit, but I'm not really sure there's going to be a 2020 summer circuit. So, you know, this might be proceeds for the fall and maybe even the winter leagues. But either way, all proceeds go to reserving gym time for practices. Right now these these programs are practicing via Zoom. Like this is like what a time to be alive when you can have basketball practice over a computer um, with your coach barking out, orders and commands and all this, it's crazy. It's its its a rush, greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, but all proceeds go to reserve and gym time for practices, travel tournaments, uh, local summer, fall, and winter leagues, and camps. So if you want to place a donation, simply visit the front page of our website at WarroomSports.com. click on that flash ad, and you can uh, get straight to their donation page, or you can click on the Bowie Falcons flash ad Um, near the top of the page on our site, or you can do it uh, on our Facebook page. We have um, a photo of them and a link posted pinned to the top of our Facebook page. Just please show your support and help these young hoopers thrive when all of this uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, when all of this ends and they can get back out on the court, man, they're going to need your support. So ball is life. Y'all know what it is. So this day in sports history, man, May 7, 2002, was when Alan Iverson went on his infamous
5: practice rant. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that?
2: In the nine and a half years that we've done this show, we've broken that whole rant down in depth several times. There was a whole lot... You know, for for people who just saw the highlights and just hear the sound bites, there's a whole lot that went behind that whole thing. We're not going to get into it this evening, but whatever it was, it's one of the most infamous athlete interview rants in the history of modern day sports. Um, and we want to give a shout out to AI, uh, the icon that he is for his practice rant back in 2002 that was this date in sports history. So real quick before we get out of here, we want to talk about our favorite hoopers of all time. Uh this segment is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business needs a custom website, you can get dynamic, professional and most of all affordable custom website solutions from Digital Extreme Technologies. No need for you to break the bank for an effective online presence and hey, if you're stuck in this pandemic, and you might be out of work, and you had some designs on starting your own business, or even if you started it already, man, this is the time. If you have a little bit extra money to spare, this is the time where you can get your business up and running professionally, get that professional website, um, because you never know when things like this are going to happen again. So you might want to have that backup in place to where the next time your backup end up being your primary so this is where you can get started on your marketing Um, like i said no need to break the bank for an effective online presence you can get top quality results driven websites at incredibly affordable prices and financing options are available so visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and for discounted rates And, you know, to learn everything you can learn about the financing options and all of that, just make sure you tell them that Wolverham Sports sent you. So, all right, this has been going around social media lately, uh, B. Everybody's been nominating folks to give their favorite, their top ten favorite basketball players of all time. This isn't your top ten best players. This isn't your top ten greatest players. This isn't your GOAT list. This is favorite players. Now, a lot of people out here, a lot of fans get favorites for one reason or another. I know I can speak for a lot of people who's played the game at some level or another during their time. You know, a lot of people that play the game will say, well, I saw myself in this person or I saw this person in my game or I pattern my game um, behind this person. Um and for a whole other myriad of reasons. A lot of people were just entertained. Like, I didn't think he was the greatest player, but he was so entertaining when when he played. Some people take it to a point where, hey, I like the dude because of his off-the-court personality. So we're going to give you, me and B are going to give you, our top ten favorite NBA players of all time. And I got a feeling that, you know, knowing B as long as I have, a lot of this is going to cross over it's going to be some people that are on both of our lists so i will go first uh good brother if you if if you like me too i'll give my top 10 list of all time and i'm going to give this disclaimer here and i know uh jimmy does this every time we do any kind of list cuz we're really not the list type of guys <laughs> um but I can tell you this, because we do this when we talk about hip-hop as well, B. There could be 25 players in my top 10 list. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everybody out there, you
2: got to remember, this is favorites. And this is no particular order, but I will put Kevin Johnson at the number one spot. And I kind of explained that to you guys when I was given uh, reasons for people who played the game. Kevin Johnson was my favorite player in the early to mid-1990s because I was a, a rising high school player at the time. And I saw a lot of stuff in his game, even though he was as good as he was, I could incorporate into my game to make myself a better player. So I patterned my whole game around Kevin Johnson, the pull-up, mid-range mid, mid range shot, you know, the, the, the utilization of, of quickness and all of that kind of stuff. I was – athletic I you know there was a time in my life when I could dunk I couldn't dunk on people like Kevin Johnson so that part I couldn't really mix into my game um B I even wore his Converse I could only wear him to practice oh. because the team wore Nikes but I even rock Converse for this dude his haircut was booty butt cheeks he probably was the Chris Paul of his time as far as haircuts go but Kevin Johnson was my man he was one of my favorites Allen Iverson there was a, a, a kind of the same thing there. I mean, he really became a favorite because he was a Sixer. He probably, since 83, he brought back a feeling to the city and all of the fans that we haven't had since back then. So it was, like, great to be a Sixers fan, especially we were going into young adulthood. You know, I was a freshman in college when he got drafted. So, you know, drove home to see his – Uh, first game at the then core state center. So, you know, Allen Iverson did a lot for the city. So he definitely became one of my players, favorite players. But the crazy part is in high school, dudes were telling me that my game reminded them of Allen Iverson. And this was before I even knew who the cat was. You know, he was still in Georgetown at the time. (laughs) That must have been it. But I, I didn't even really know. What kind of compliment that was at the time. And then, you know, I learned more about him once, you know, you go look, you you start following somebody, and somebody say, Oh, you remind me of Bull. Anyway, so Kevin Johnson, Alan Iverson, of course, Julius Irving. One of my, you know, some of my earliest memories as a basketball fan revolved around Julius Irving. Charles Barkley, Jamal Mashburn was my dude from college into his early years in the NBA, you know, before he kind (laughs) of fell off into being a a role player. But even as a role player, Jamal Mashburn was still nice. Uh, Kevin Garnett, that toughness. Of course, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, Bernard King, um, also Bernard King was, he was also a part of some of my early memories Um, as a kid. When my dad took me to those first few games At the spectrum in Philadelphia, the Sixers were playing the Knicks, who were a big rival at the time, and the Sixers were playing um, the Boston Celtics. Bernard Bernard King, because, you know, if you're five and six years old and you just see this dude getting buckets, you want to see him play every time you get a chance. So anytime the Knicks came on TV, I was trying to see Bernard King, and then when he went to the Bullets, the same thing. Um, even though the Celtics were a part of my early memories, i never made Larry Bird one of my favorite all-time players until I became an adult and I could respect what he did. More, you know, as a, as a young Sixers fan, you're born and bred to hate everything Boston. You're born to hate Larry Bird and all of that kind of stuff. And then you become an adult and you realize, like, that was a cold white boy. <laughs> that was a cold white boy. But so, he's not on my top oh. ten list. He's not on my top ten list. Bernard King was number nine, and number ten is Grant Hill. He's another dude that I enjoyed what he did when he came into the league, his early years before the injuries. I enjoyed that so much that I even wore a pair of his trash sneakers in a a basketball league. So real quick, real quick, Kevin Johnson, Allen Iverson, Julius Irvin, Charles Barkley, Jamal Mashburn, Kevin Garnett, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Bernard King, and Grant Hill. Those are my top 10 that I could think of today. I'm pretty sure there's another 10, 15 that I could put in that list. I actually wrote some of those down as well, but I'm going to let you go, brother. Get yours because I know we got Listen, some of the same people in common I'm, because we believe in some I'm of the not, same stuff. I'm
0: not,
2: I'm not going to explain
3: go? myself because all y'all <laughs> know that I don't really follow the rules. So, you know, to my brother Jimmy, I'll add another 10 in there for you. Uh, Michael, jo- Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Alan Iverson, Hakeem Olajuwon, my spiritual leader, Kobe Bryant, Charles Barkley, Kevin Garnett, Steph Curry, because he's cooking, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, Jamal Crawford, Steph Starberry, Woo! Isolation Joseph, Zibo, Stephen Jackson, Metta World Peace, Bison Dele, Carmelo Anthony, Vishon Leonard, Bernard King, Arvidis Sabonis, <laughs> and the that's my top 20.
2: This is top 86. No, um,
0: <laughs> we said 10.
2: No, <laughs> no, you know what, though? But this list, this sounds more like you. When I saw the list that you put on Facebook, I was like, I was like, B, he, he saw me nominate him, and he did this in three seconds. Because I can name a whole lot of people that I know. Because you were always, and we clown you about it on the show, you were always the Uh-oh. dude who liked oh, off-brand talent. Not saying that I these dudes aren't nice. But you're like off-brand talent, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna call you out even for this top 20 unless I just missed it for you disrespecting your man Sam Cassell, 'cause I know you were a big Sam Cassell fan, a big Chauncey Billups fan, a big Va'Shawn Leonard fan. I heard Va'Shawn Leonard's name in there, so I ain't gonna get on you about that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is too difficult. This is too difficult because in it my 10, I could have also had. Jason Kidd, Tracy McGrady, Paul George, I could have put Larry Bird in there because you know not early in my life, but later on in my life he became a favorite mo cheeks Andrew Tony, Isaiah Thomas, the real one, not the fake one, uh Magic, Dominique Hakeem, um lebron um i I correct Tim I correct Hardaway, you. Tim Hardaway was one of my favorite ones hey. up. I mm. bought his shoes too. Man. The joints that you were only supposed to wear out on the blacktop with the X yeah. that crossed over. Yeah. Man, out there trying to do that move that I could never do, because my hands were no. never quick enough. My feet were, but my hands weren't. <laughs> <laughs> the Utep Yo. two step on there. You yeah. Utep two step. Yeah, we can the we can do Doc, this. Doc Bay,
3: Doc Bay, uh, Doc Bay could do it. He just slowed it way way down.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely did. It, it wasn't it wasn't tim quick but it was getting people off their square. So look, we're going to do this um on social media as well. I think um, on our Facebook page nah, we already we we did one with the top I think uh college football players cuz Fred Purdue put that in there, but we're going to take this challenge to the to the page so we can uh you know get some lists from you guys. So watch watch out for that on our Facebook page. Um we're going to do in honor of basketball because this is the whole challenge that's going around. We're going to get everybody to put their top ten favorites. But you know what's going to happen. It's social media. Everybody's going to start questioning everybody else's list. Like, how can you question somebody's favorite if that's your favorite? You know what I'm saying? If I Renewable is one of my favorite players, then he's one of my favorite players. It's not for anyone to question. And you're going to start seeing people like, how LeBron not on your favorite list? How Michael Jordan not on your favorite list? And and I'm gonna end up like cursing people out, but it's all good. Um, you got one last thought before we get out of here, B. I heard you you was trying to correct some things.
3: Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to I had to go ahead and keep it uh, and keep it. I had to go ahead and keep it a hundred a hundred thousand and uh, and correct that list. So I won't bother going back through it. But it is on my personal Facebook page. If you want to come and argue and have me correct your thinking, uh, that's fine. You know, we can I can I can oblige you. Um, I right. apologize, but before we get, out, I apologize to Chauncey Billups and Sam Cassell, uh, and hey, I made some how corrections, you, brothers. Hey, so, how you, how you, how you not gonna get Sam right.
2: on that? How you not gonna get Sam on that? That's what I'm asking. As much as you, yeah, should I got, I got Sam, yeah, at least, at yeah, right. least, at least I heard Vashawn Leonard's name though, cause I was when I saw your list earlier, I was ready to call you out over over Vashawn yeah. Leonard, and and we yeah. haven't even talked since you put that out, so it wasn't like. You know, and I, I, yeah, I yeah. specifically made it a point. Like, I'm not gonna say anything to him until uh, this evening. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: correct, I made some corrections. I made some corrections. I I yeah, I
2: yeah.
3: I, I, re- I reevaluated what I was doing and what I was thinking. And uh, to hell with political correctness. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. No I don't no have doubt. to have all uh, 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 even big man. My favorite. We are no
2: doubt. We're going now. We're gonna dedicate this whole show to Sam Cassell because B. Austin almost forgot him in the in the bigger scheme of things. So before we get out of here,
0: do you think you look more like E. T. or Gollum?
2: What
3: uh, I supposed to get mad about that?
1: you supposed to get mad about
0: that? Are you mad about that? Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> Sam, you're ah. awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Yo, know, Sam is awesome. Yeah, but thank you, brothers yes and sisters, are, for joining ma'am. us for another briefing in the war room. Shout-out to everybody in the chat room on Facebook, Twitter, War Room Sports Game Time on the GroupMe app, and all the callers who called in to chop it up with us again. Shout-out to our brother and his family um, as they trudge through this difficult time. You know, we love you, Blueprint. We're here uh, for anything you need. Tune in next week live right here on Demand as we catch you up on all the sports topics for the week. So until then, enjoy your weekend starting next week. Please stay safe. Be considerate of others. And we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top.
0: Know the blueprint. Yo. Every Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this. <laughs> Shout out to Death PJ, Woo. beat off and dot bang on replay. Uh. Dot com. Get that mobile app. It's not down. Call 323 smoking three, three, 0012. If you're going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah. Physical podcasts of tough force uh, show time like magic and the block push. Listen alive, push one to join in. Ooh. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. <laughs> Hip hop, dollars, pit stop uh, and knowledge. Should be in sports as I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef, though. No. Work through but the streets know. Bella Pony, I got a chief flow. Uh, KC Royalty, I'm in beast mode. <laughs> Two hours. Of course you the name us of- Do you think you look more like E.T. or Gollum?
3: Uh, I supposed to get mad about that?
0: I supposed to get mad about that? Oh, yeah. Sam, you are awesome. Thank you.
3: War Room Sports. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.